The LA Clippers faced one of their tougher opponents of this Grammy road trip, the Miami Heat, on Sunday. And on a nationally televised game, they showed people why they're one of the best teams in the league. It wasn't a pretty game. It was actually a slugfest. But I'm going to be talking about why a game like this, a win like this, is so important, says so much about the team, who the standout guys were, and Ty Lue, coach of the month for the second straight month, going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. Oh, and did I mention Zoo's back? You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darian Vaziri, born and raised in LA. And in my 19th season as a Clipper fan, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, where I went live after the Heat game to give my raw reaction. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know. Are we going to have the number one seed by the All-Star break? Let me know, Clipper Nation. I want to hear your take. And this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. I've gotten jobs on LinkedIn. You can it, LinkedIn is also the best place to hire. All you got to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. Clipper Nation, Clipper Nation. And when I say you're listening to Locked On Clippers, you are listening to the Locked on channel of the hottest NBA team in the league. Because guess what? The Knicks lost on Saturday to the Lakers. They uh, do not have Julius Randle for a couple of weeks. They lost OG Ananobi. The LA Clippers are 25-5 and in their last 30. I believe those 30 games have come since December 1st. And now are 30-8. and 30-8. and 33-15 on the year. But 30-8 and eight since we moved Westbrook to the bench and went with this new starting lineup of James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Terrence Mann, and Ivica Zubats, who was back in this one. How great was that? He only missed nine games and came back a week before he was supposed to be reevaluated. I mean, is this guy superhuman or what? Ivica Zubats, even when he's injured, he's not out that long. And guess what? 44 games for Kawhi out of 48. 45 out of 48 for Paul, 48 out of 48 for Russ, 43 out of 48 for James, and I'm still knocking, baby. Another W for the Clippers, and it wasn't pretty. It was a complete slugfest. 103.95. Going to be talking about that. Also, the standout performance for me, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, take your pick on player of the game, going more in-depth about their performances. And then Daniel Tice being the odd man left out, if it's a Zubat's back, going to be talking about Plumlee, Tice, and then Ty Lue winning uh, Coach of the Month for the second straight month. But let's talk about the slugfest of a game that this was. And when I say that, I think it just – I'm saying both teams are playing good defense. And both teams weren't necessarily hot. I mean, Clippers shot 44% from the field in the game. Miami shot 42%. So not great. But the difference in the game for me was, besides the fact that the Clippers are just better and more talented – 
The Heat shot 27% from three. That without Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, who are some of their best three-point shooters, and then the Clippers shot 41% from three, 16 for 39. So nice to see the three ball starting to return for the Clips. Of course, we are the best three-point shooting team in the league, but have had some games in this road trip that weren't the best from deep. And in this game, we shot well from deep and the foul line, 86% for us, 19 for 22. We shot 10 more free throws than the Heat, but they shot 14 more shots than us. And the Clippers turned the ball over 17 times in this game. So if there's one negative of the Clippers in this game, it's that we turned the ball over 17 times. And I believe we had six of those. Yeah, six of those in the first quarter. So definitely not pretty there. And the Heat impressed me defensively. They obviously were going to switch a lot. Clippers were switching a lot, one through four, basically. Uh, In terms of matchups to start the game, James Harden on Haywood Highsmith, Mason Plumlee on Bam Adebayo, Terrence Mann on Terry Rozier, and then Kawhi and PG were, it felt like they were kind of switching off, or some possessions Kawhi would start on Jimmy, others PG would start on Jimmy, of course they're switching, uh, and then the other would start, would be on Richardson, and on the other side, you had Highsmith, I couldn't even tell, honestly, who the Heat players were matched up with, because it felt like a, a guy was guarding a new player each possession, but Haywood Highsmith was guarding Harden a bit, Paul George a bit, he seemed like he was guarding everyone, and he was doing a good job defensively, and of course, Bam Adebayo, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA, so it wasn't easy to score, as far as our defensive coverages, Mason Plumley wasn't drop coverage with just about everybody, and we started down 5-16, to 16, but then we went on a 14-6 to 6 run, and it really was the third quarter where the Clippers, not necessarily created separation, but I started to feel like, okay, we're going to win this game. Because after one, we were down 19-22. to And one thing about the Heat, they're always going to use these weird zones. You know, matchup zones, 1-3-1 kind of looks. They had a look where, we and we saw this in game two of the finals against the Denver Nuggets. They have like one up top, one in the high post, and then like three guys behind those first two lines so like a one one three so interesting and i thought the clippers did a decent job with it not great but you know who i think is great against zones norman powell because not only can he knock down the open three which a lot of zones give up he's also very good at attacking gaps and finishing and if you give him a head start basically a gap which zones can give you if you move the ball He is attacking. He's finishing. You saw that once in this game with him going to his left hand for a finish. So pretty good stuff from Norm and very good stuff from Norm, I might say, all game long. He and Amir Coffey came off the bench and in both halves, I thought, gave a solid production. Russell Westbrook, on the other hand, this was a very rough one for him. Coming off two really good games, he was all over the place in this one. Losing the ball, shooting one too many three for my liking, one for four. He violated the rule I had. And I'm obviously joking when I say a rule I had. Obviously, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to sound weird. Like, I, Russ has to follow my rules. I'm a nobody compared to the great Russell Westbrook. But if you listen to this show, you know what I'm saying. Russell Westbrook, my rule for him for the threes that I think he it benefits him when he does it is shoot the first two. If you're 0 for 2, forget about it. If you hit one of them, take that third one. If you're 1 for 3, forget about the fourth one. 
because it's really just not a high percentage shot. It's a 30% shot. I get keeping the defense honest, but I'm down for Russ to go just line drive and go at somebody. Now, the thing is, he does miss a lot of layups, but I still like that he's putting pressure on the defense to guard without fouling. Anyway, the, the rhythm shots for Russ, quick catch, no hesitation, those go in, but I don't like the ones that he takes off the bounce, which he's toned down, though, of late. But in this game, he was just missing layups, losing the ball. It was just bad. Uh, he had five points in this game, one rebound, two assists, one steal, three turnovers, two for nine shooting, one for four from three, and no free throw attempts in 15 minutes. So of the nine guys that played for the Clippers, he played the least, which shows you that Ty Lue was you know, really not trusting him in this game. He went away from him, and you honestly can't blame him. He came out when the Heat regained the lead, at 70-69, I think it was 72-71 when he was subbed out. Paul George came back into the game with, I want to say, 10-05 left in the fourth. Russell Westbrook in this game, he only played, let's see, in the fourth quarter, one minute and 55 seconds. In the second half, he played six minutes and 22 seconds so only six minutes in the second half for Russ so just a rough one for him but Kawhi Leonard and James Harden I thought they were fantastic uh, especially in that third quarter but honestly James Harden was so good in the fourth as well and they did a good job shutting it shutting the door and Miami the main takeaway for me is okay you make the game a slugfest Clippers defense was bad against Detroit stepped up majorly in this game different intensity and the Heat they just don't have the offensive talent that the Clippers have. Paul George went 3-for-13 in this game. Russell Westbrook went 2-for-9. But you have Kawhi Leonard and James Harden, and that's the beauty of having a super team, which I think this is, and I've been saying for a minute. We have three star players, and then Westbrook, who in certain games looks like a star out there. So we have the luxury to have two of them not play well if the other two play very well. Now, the, the one thing we need to avoid, and which other teams are going to try to do, is get three of them to have bad games. And in Russ's case, he doesn't play as much as those guys. So it's pretty easy. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's not easy at all, actually. Forget that I said that. But Russell Westbrook doesn't get as many minutes. He's the worst of the four, in my opinion. It's not going to be the rarest thing, I think, for him to not have a great game, just based on the fact that he doesn't get as much of a chance as those guys. But... It's mainly two of those three, Harden, Paul, or Kawhi, them having a bad game. That's when we lose. But it's hard to stop all of them. Like, it's easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? That's what teams are finding out. And it was easier for us to stop the Miami Heat. You know, Bam out of bio, credit to Zoo, credit to Plumlee, who played instead of Tyson. I'll be talking about that more later. They did a good job on Bam. He was 5 for 13 in the game. Jimmy Butler, 8 for 19 in the game. And coming up, I'm going to be talking about Kawhi Leonard and the way he turned up in the third and then James Harden in the fourth quarter showing Pat Riley he may have made a mistake not considering the beard going to be talking about that coming up I got to tell you a little something about LinkedIn when you're hiring for your small business you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. 
LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. I've never tried to hire on LinkedIn, but I've been hired on LinkedIn, and I thought I did pretty well for my job. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. But that's why LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Two and a half million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring, and you can do it as well. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. I'm going to tell you how I really feel about Kawhi Leonard's MVP case. Why the media is making a big mistake not considering him enough because of team record. Why they're not considering him because of stats. I'll tell you, all right. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, Designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Clippers winning this one, 103 to 95 in the 305 of the Miami Heat. Shout out Pitbull, where were you at, brother, in this game? Because the LA Clippers came and took your Miami Heat's lunch. Clippers won the second quarter, 24-21. That led to a 43-43 halftime. And then James Harden and Kawhi Leonard said, I'm going to take over this game. It started with Kawhi Leonard, who, by the way, I have to mention that James Harden Russell Westbrook and Paul George combined at halftime were 6 for 20 from the field. Zoo was extremely rusty. Jimmy Butler had 9 points. PG was bricking, shooting only jumpers. People are talking about the groin injury, but haven't I said that when PG's healthy? I think he's playing good enough defense for me to say that. I don't think he looks that injured. I think he's fine, and that's why he's playing in these games. He got 32 minutes in this game. But... He was settling at the end of the day, 33 minutes. He was settling. He was 3 for 13 in the game, 3 for 10 from 3, and there you go. 10 threes out of 13 shots, and they weren't great shots. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block to go along with 4 turnovers for Paul. So I thought he did not have a good game. But James Harden and Kawhi did, and Kawhi started guarding Jimmy Butler at times in that third quarter, and he pickpocketed him, pickpocketed him from behind, poked it away and then had a block on him coming over and helping defensively. He was on it, knocking down the three ball, knocking down the mid-range. 
Kawhi Leonard had 14 points at halftime, but in the third quarter, he also played the entire quarter and had 10 points in that one to go along with three point, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. Four for seven shooting, two for three from deep. James Harden had five points and four assists in that quarter on two for three shooting and made a three. James Harden, I thought, was carving the heat apart in ways such as the pick and roll, up in transition. You know, when he got the ball, he had some nice outlets to Kawhi. And then later in the game, using the attention that he was getting to find open guys. James Harden was knocking down the three ball in this game. But at this point, third quarter was more so Kawhi's quarter. Fourth quarter, James. But let's talk about Kawhi first for a sec. Defensively, fantastic again. Backside help. Even though, you know, Mason and Zoo were in drop coverage. But at times, you know, they had to come out and contest. And I thought Zoo did a pretty good job in that third quarter contesting a couple of shots. If you were watching on the local feed, Mike Fratello called that out a couple of times. But Kawhi, I just thought the way he stepped up defensively, you know, one-on-one guarding Jimmy and then in the passing lanes or backside rim protection. He was just phenomenal, and I'm starting to be just in awe of watching him every game and seeing the level he's playing at. Again, the GOAT Clipper is right there for the taking. He is playing better than anyone that I've ever seen play for the Clippers, as well as Blake Griffin in that 2014 season, as well as CP3 in that 2013 or 15 season or 2016. Kawhi is just a better player than those guys. I love Blake. I love CP. Um, They're in my probably top five favorite Clippers of all time right now. Kawhi Leonard has a chance to break into that and be the number one clipper of all time with a healthy playoff run because he's just that good. And I'm, I want to be in awe. I am in awe, but I want to be like, you know, get braggadocious, puff my chest out. Yeah, we got Kawhi, best player in the league, either him or Jokic. Talk to me. But it's that playoffs. So I want to I wanna feel good bragging about it. But he's playing so well right now. I sound like a broken record with that one. But... Hey, man, he keeps playing well. He stays healthy when I say it, so why not keep going? James Harden. James Harden. In the fourth quarter, he made some big shots. The sidestep three to his left. Three for three from deep, by the way, in the fourth. Three for four in the fourth period. Played the entire quarter. And I was a little nervous. You're not nervous, but just I'm looking at the box score after the game. James Harden's playing 42 minutes. PG-33, that's fine. Kawhi, 35, a little much. Harden, 42. That's partially because Westbrook did not have a very good game, but I think Ty Lue, this game is fine, but going forward, we got to look to, even if it means no Westbrook, maybe Terrence, no true point guard like we used to do. Terrence Mann, Amir, like small ball with a bunch of wings, wing stop. You know, we don't have that kind of look anymore, but why not try it? James Harden, that sidestep three was huge. Then that four-point play, the pass to Paul George when he was getting loaded up on. He had that nice law pass to Terrence Mann. He just made some great plays. I thought he was phenomenal. And showing Pat Riley, hey, this is what you get for not looking at me. You need some offense, clearly. And in the third quarter, I could tell our matchups a lot easier. Kawhi was on Josh Richardson. Terrence Mann was on Terry Rozier. Uh, James Harden was on Haywood Highsmith. PG was on Jimmy. And Zoo was on Bam. And you know what I have to say about James Harden? I thought this was one of his better defensive games in a minute. He was doing a good job guarding one-on-one when he had to. And a couple of times Jimmy Butler went at him and he got no success. He got stripped late in the game. Uh, And I thought James held his own, had some good shot contests. It was just very solid overall. So 
really solid performance from James defensively and just a great performance overall. Kawhi Leonard in this one, 25 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He did have 3 turnovers, though. I think we got to be better when he gets double teamed of shooting the open shot when he swings and just moving the ball a little quicker. 8 for 16 from the field for him. 3 for 6 from 3, so that's 50% from the field and 3. 6 for 6 from the line in 35 minutes. James Harden, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists, so a double-double. 1 steal, 1 block. Four turnovers for him, though. Seven for 13 from the field, five for nine from three. So the three ball was really going for him. Two for four from the line in 42 minutes. Clippers win it 103.95. Huge performance by James and Kawhi. We are now five and one on the road trip. 30 and eight in our last 38. 25 and five in our last 30. Is there a hotter team in the league? I don't think so. And coming up, going to be talking about the general of the team, Ty Lue. Also, the performances of Amir Coffey, Terrence Mann, and the situation at center with Daniel Tice being benched, not getting minutes with Zubak. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I've got the Chiefs in this one. I'm not a Niners guy. I'm a Rams guy, so I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs on this one. But it's not just about picking who wins the game. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, great day with the Clippers getting Zoo back in the lineup. They went at 103 to 95 in South Beach. Clippers, 33 and 15 on the season, 14 and 11 away from home. The fourth quarter was our best one. We outscored them 34 to 28 and James Harden had 11 points, four rebounds, two assists and a block in the fourth. Big time performance by James. But I got to talk about some of the other guys. You know, Zubats in this game was Quiet, you know, he was clearly on a minutes restriction, 18 minutes, four points, three boards on two for four shooting. It wasn't the normal zoo, but he's going to have to take a couple games to grow back into the swing of things. Norm Powell, he continues to just be amazing. Amazing. Just coming in and doing his thing, working quickly off the catch, knocking down shots, and scoring efficiently. In this game, he had 16 points on 6-for-12 shooting, 2-for-7 from 3. So not the best three-point shooting game from him, but I'll take 50% shooting any day of the week. 2-for-2 two two from the foul line in 28 minutes. Very solid performance from a guy who should be getting serious six-man-of-the-year candidacy. Um, and then Terrence Mann on the quieter side, but I thought he was good. Played some good D on Jimmy. Had 7 points, 5 boards uh, on 3-for-5 shooting, 1-for-2 from 3 in 20 minutes. So... I'll take the 60-50 shooting splits from T. And then Mason Plumley. I thought he did a good job on Bam. Five points, nine boards for him on one for two shooting 
in 26 minutes, and he played, you know, the most of any center. And Daniel Tice didn't play, which is an interesting decision. Daniel Tice, I'll tell you what I think he has over Mason. I think he's more mobile. So, like, at times we've been able to switch him on to guards, and he's been able to hold his own, which really kills uh, advantages in the pick and roll for other teams. He's more of a spacer in the sense that his range extends past just the restricted area, the middle of the paint. He can shoot that little one-handed push shot. He has that little foul line mid-range. He even has the three ball a little bit. So I think he's a better fit with Russ. And I think that defensively he's just more active. I think he offers more resistance at the rim, even though Mason Plumlee is bigger. Now, as far as Mason Plumlee, better lob threat, better screener because he's a bigger body, more vertical spacing in the sense that, as I said, yeah, he's a lob threat, and he's a better rebounder. And he's just taller. So let me know on that, honestly, what you like, Tice or Plumley. Personally, I like Tice. I think that, well, everyone's going to say it's matchup dependent, and it probably is. But the thing is, this, the Heat are a small team. So that's their biggest problem is they don't have size. They need a, a four. You think the Clippers need a four for insurance? They need a four for insurance. They don't have big forwards at all. So Miami, the fact that we went with Mason against them, might be a little telling. And I think that's a little unfortunate for Tice because I think he's done nothing but wrong. But he's not a very good rebounder. And yeah, he's on the smaller side. But I like Tice. I think he's been exceptional. Um, but we'll see how that develops. I think it's going to be good to have both in the playoffs. I'm just talking about the regular season. Amir Coffey, another very solid performance. Five points, three rebounds, one steal, and one block, and no turnovers. He was a plus nine in 23 minutes. And he was two for three and made his only three. He's just been spectacular. Speaking of spectacular... Ty Lu has won two Coach of the Months back-to-back, and he deserves it. No one's talking about him, which means he's doing his job well. He's getting the most out of basically everybody in their role. I think he's been smart about minutes. He's found a rotation. I mean, he's got every – and I think the man management stuff, the stuff we don't see, he's got he's to get a lot of credit for that. Like the way he's had Russell Westbrook buying in to games like this where he's playing 15 minutes. You know, yeah, he's not playing well, but before, he gets to work through his mistakes. Now, okay, you don't really get that chance because you have Harden. And he's bought into that. Bones Highland, bought in. Norman Powell. I mean, his role is basically the same, just slightly less shots, I would assume, in minutes than we would have been before Harden. But I think he's just done a great job. He's done a great job. So he deserves it. I'm happy for Coach. with the hottest team in the league. And I think we're coming for that one seed. Let me know what you think of the Tice Plumley conversation and if we're going to be the one seed by the All Star break. Good win. One more game, Atlanta on Monday. Let's see how it goes. Six and one. I predicted five and two on this trip. Six and one would be insane. Hoping we can get a great Russell Westbrook game against the bad defensive team in Atlanta so Harden can get less minutes because it's a lot. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper and LA Sports content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Let me know in the comments your thoughts. The age old proverb continues Go Clippers. See you on Tuesday after talking about a Clipper win against Atlanta.